welcome to the Cozy Feminine Podcast. I'm M, that is E-M, and I am currently indulging in the most fantastic matcha latte I have ever made. I am definitely going to have to post up the recipe for this on the Cozy Feminine on Instagram if you're not currently following. I am not big on posting recipes or anything because I I think I'm a good cook, but I don't feel like I am chef worthy in comparison to some of the people that I follow and that follow me. I just, I am so incredibly impressed by the homemakers out there and by the cooks out there that are just creating masterpieces in the kitchen. But I I am comfortable enough to at least share this recipe. Fabulous matcha latte, really good for you. And yeah, I'll definitely have to, I'll definitely have to share that. But anyways, I hope that you're doing well with the new season coming in. I feel that we are coming into this period of yet another annual transition, not just technically speaking, of course, but in this case, I'm, I'm talking emotional. You know, we're coming from the wintering, the hibernating, perhaps even more emotionally withdrawn and reserved parts of our lives, of ourselves. And we're starting to enter spring, this more awakened, outstretched enlightenment energy, more inspiring to really help keep our lives in comfortable order and in a feminine flow, right? I don't know about you. I I mean, I'm a summer baby. I love when the weather starts to get really nice. And funny enough, summer used to be my favorite season and time of year. And honestly, it has grown and expanded to spring and even parts of fall. I just think the transition periods are so comforting in that it really helps us wean off the previous season and get super revved up and excited for what's to come. Unless it's winter. (laughs) I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not a winter person. You might be and I think that's fabulous. But yeah, anyways, either way. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're embracing the nice weather if you have it or just staying cozy if maybe the weather is not 100%. As we flow into this incredible transition period though, I thought it would be a fabulous opportunity to take the very first blog post on thecozyfeminine.com and compassionately venture into an audible deep dive into what I consider to be one of the plethora, the array of modern day scams that is making millions by the way especially off the backs of women because that's the target audience for this innocently placed scam in fact it's so innocent that it hides behind one of personal development's coined beloved terms self-love now a little bit fun fact about me is I love personal development. I think growth is incredibly important and it's relative. We all grow differently. We all have different goals, different aspirations. This part of ourselves is very much, I think, a beautiful part of ourselves to indulge into because this is how we gain wisdom. This is how we learn about ourselves and how we better ourselves and our loved ones in the world around us. And I used to be huge into the self-love space until I realized what it's actually currently in the modern day sense encouraging. 
And it's a lot of times found in podcasts that I would listen to or YouTube videos that I would watch because I think personal development is very interesting. Whether you're traditional or modern, no matter where you are on the spectrum of your existence, personal development really is just all about understanding and bettering yourself in hopes of hopefully bettering the world around you. And this idea of self-love I completely agree with the sentiment, so don't write me off just yet. <laughs> I agree with the sentiment of loving ourselves. However, I do find that the current strategies that are being proposed in order to achieve this concept, this philosophy, it's glorifying efforts of loneliness and encouraging such radical independence. And I, I guess the question that I started to ask myself when I felt this itch, this irking of dissatisfaction from the concepts of self-love as I would listen to modern day efforts to push self-love. The question that would keep coming to my mind that I eventually surrendered to and really listened to was, what is the key to lifelong happiness and fulfillment? Because what makes us happy generally speaking, okay, and I'm talking in a very ambiguous way, what makes us happy usually makes us feel love. We feel the most loved when we're happy and fulfilled, right? So I, I started to venture into this more deeply because this is a question when it comes to what is lifelong happiness and fulfillment, what adds to this? This has been a point of interest for decades, hundreds of years. There are so many studies and interviews that are done to better understand such an incredibly profound concept. And I'm not a doctor by any stretch. I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. I do believe though that we as individuals have, hopefully, <laughs> a, you know, a brain that can read and listen and deduce and induce from an abundance of articles and other media to better understand what's happening you know, what's happening in our world. And from my own deducing through different media and articles and such on the topic of happiness and fulfillment, what I've read is that studies have shown that the key to lifelong success and happiness is directly correlated to the positively impactful and meaningful connections that are made through an individual's lifetime. It's not the money, it's not the status, or the material goods that someone has that defines emotive satisfaction, maybe for a very short amount of time, but long-term satisfaction, long-term satisfaction, it's connected to the people that are in our lives. And thinking in the divine feminine energy sense, that energy within us is specifically emotive and relational based. That's where femininity thrives, is through the connections that we make, that feminine energy in both ourselves and in men as well. But focusing obviously on women, since that's the main audience here, you know, that feminine energy within us, that is what is super uh, interwoven, intertwined with our, you know, emotive satisfaction and our relational satisfaction. This is why traditional self-love is more discoverable in healthy relationships rather than over career titles. 
So traditional self-love, when I, when I talk about traditional self-love, I'm talking about how for so many decades, for hundreds of years, women, you know, the way that we carried our status wasn't by the careers that we had, the tradi- like the conventional careers, because like I've said in the past, I, I do believe that a stay-at-home mom and a housewife is still a career. You know, it is something that you're doing for a period of time to hopefully better yourself and those around you and to produce an outcome that's hopefully good. But in the conventional sense of career, the way that women really, you know, cherished themselves and in a way studied themselves and valued themselves was through their relationships. It was through their network. It was through their family. So that's a much better traditional self-love practice than modern self-love. And I'm going to go into why I, I feel that it's a scam in today's times. So let's let's think about let's think about a song that has recently come out. It's made record hits on Spotify from what I've been told and what I've seen, especially for women from all over. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it. You would not be you would not be missing out on anything in my personal opinion. And maybe you do even like the song if you have listened to it. But I, I really encourage those who have listened to it or haven't listened to it to read the lyrics. This is Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I'm not a fan of Miley Cyrus or her music. However, I am on social media and I have seen so many reels and YouTube shorts with this song in the background and women are celebrating it. It's as if history was made. And it piqued my curiosity in all honesty. Why are women absolutely falling head over heels over this specific song? I have never seen so many people, so many women, absolutely lose themselves in a song before like this. And after reading the lyrics and watching the music video and even going as far as listening to interviews, yes, I listened to interviews about the song because it's from a psychological standpoint. I'm trying to understand what is the hype. It occurred to me how glorified loneliness has become a point of self-preservation that the ultimate successful woman specifically is one that can be completely independent of a man and can essentially buy her own flowers hold her own hand, and so forth. It's a spinoff, actually, on the Bruno Mars' When I Was Your Man song. Funny enough, that song has more to do with a man relating to the power of investing into a relationship, whereas this song advocates for the distancing from relationships, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, music, music like this isn't super new or anything. There are other songs out there that are very much equally as encouraging, like uh, About Dang Time by Lizzo, and I mean, one of the worst, most disgusting songs out there right now, Unholy by Sam Smith. All of these songs are very much into the hedonistic indulgence um, of self-love, modern day self-love. But I think what made Miley Cyrus so successful is her directness about her loneliness that's being mistaken for self-love you know what they say though misery loves company that's the way artists find their crowds 
they project their grievances in their craft, and then when a fan base develops, their loneliness is then validated. And the cycle of modern-day feminism continues on. Self-love has essentially taken on a level of reclusivity that suggests that the ultimate way to love yourself is to not invest love into anyone else, to be colder, less personable, achieve as much independence and self-sufficiency as possible, which goes against the very studies that have shown that connection is what creates happiness, and in turn, that happiness is felt inward and translated into self-love. Modern-day feminism specifically has truly dug a hole for women to become so much more masculine, lonely, and unappreciative of how beautifully crafted healthy relationships are. And when you think about what is attractive to a more traditional man, which even modern-day women want, which is very interesting and funny, but like when it comes to even a traditional man, part of what makes a man feel inclined to invest into us as women is that they are needed is that they are appreciated men feel respect when they are needed men feel appreciated when a woman turns to their man for her experiences in life for her romance for her just direction and guidance in life men love to be leaders like traditional men love to be leaders so when a woman comes along and claims that they don't need anybody and that they're completely self-sufficient and independent and you should be impressed with me it actually pushes more men away which then even further in, encourages this loneliness because the women these modern day women that have really embraced this modern day concept of self-love they are becoming lonelier they have literally driven men away from them. So it, it's like a really vicious cycle when you think about it. You know, so what, what do we do about this? You know, ladies, what do we do? How do we perceive self-love and discover it in a way that makes sense for our femininity? Because maybe even as a traditional woman, we forget about this. You know, maybe we've equated self-love so much to, you know, spa days and, you know, staying at home alone and reading a book. But I think it goes so much deeper than that. Because so many of us, whether we feel traditional or not, we do live in a relatively modern world. And depending on where on the spectrum you are of traditionality, you might be exposed to some of these modern day efforts of glorifying loneliness and encouraging it. It happened to me, in all honesty. I didn't even realize it was happening. You know, and obviously I'm not saying that I am the poster child for anything or anything like that. But it's, it's true. Self-love has really become this, this disguise, a charade even, to hide a much greater issue, which is pushing our connections away and ultimately making us way more unhappy. So this is what we do, no matter what anyone is saying. We focus on our relationships. We focus on our communities and how we can make a difference amongst our inner and outer circles. Instead of distancing ourselves from others, we learn how to grow closer. Let me say this though, there is a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. I do believe there is a threshold for so many of us 
And the way I know my own threshold when it comes to knowing whether or not it's time for me to take some alone time for myself or it's time for me to get back into the game, so to speak, and connect with others, I learn to understand what the point is at which that I've become too distant and dissociated from others, which will usually make me feel like I'm experiencing depletion or a lacking energy. This can also apply to unhealthy relationships too, right? That's how I know that it, it's time for me to change up the way I'm connecting with someone. Perhaps I spent too much time alone or I spent too much time with the wrong people. And I use that energy shift to help me better understand the relationships that I need to really invest into. Happy, healthy, and productive relationships feel good. They genuinely feel like success. More than money, more than career status, more than material things. Through seeing self-love through a selfless lens, do we truly offer ourselves the experience and opportunity to love more wholesomely and genuinely? with more sincerity and presence. Don't get fooled, ladies. We might be traditional, okay? But all that means is that we are timeless and we are classic. That means that we stand the test of time. We might be traditional in this, into the modern world and seem outdated or seem like, oh, we're just so old in our ways. But there's a reason why traditions exist, and it's because they work. It's because they bring communities together. And as traditional women, no matter to what extent you are traditional, when you have those roots of understanding and appreciating gender roles, when you have those roots of understanding and appreciating what men and women bring to the table separately from one another, but complementary to each other, when we have those roots and philosophies that understand the value in connection rather than loneliness, we can find ways to infuse those philosophies, those mindsets into our day-to-day -day lives so much easier. We will ultimately be able to have such a genuine opportunity to better ourselves because of our traditional mindsets. There's a reason why traditional women tend to be happier. And it's not competition between traditional and modern. It's all about figuring out what is the best way to adjust the world in a manner that leads for both men and women to thrive together and coexist happily with one another. One, I want to leave you with this. One of the worst terms that I've started to hear is whenever someone talks about authenticity, like you're so authentic, I just want to live my authentic life, right? Authentic is nothing more than sort of this prep word. I don't know what you would call it in the English dictionary, <laughs> but I'm going to call it a prep word. It's like a, a landing word. But people always think that it's such a compliment and it's such a nice thing to, you know, and such a powerful statement to say, oh, you're so authentic. You're living such an authentic life. And everyone just automatically assumes, 
you know, a plethora of different ideas of what that means. But all authentic really means is that you have your own flair onto what it is that you do. But you can be authentically cruel. You can be authentically unkind. You can be authentically naive or distant. You can be authentically a jerk. You can be authentically unhealthy. It just means that you added, added your own flair onto it. It's an ambiguous, weightless term that means nothing. And it's really, truly left to our own devices to figure out what we are going to coin next to authenticity. And the same goes for self-love in the modern day sense. It's become such a vague, ambiguous abyss of self-interpretation that really, like, just because you call it self-love doesn't make it healthy. It doesn't mean that the way of which we are experiencing self-love is good for us. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that that's really what loving ourselves looks like. That's why, even in the blog post, I talk about the fact that maybe we should remove ourselves a bit from even the term self-love and instead really focus on terms and words that are directly correlated to legitimate health and happiness and success. Words like self-respect, self-integrity, self-trust, um, self self-discipline. You know what I mean? I, I think that we would even do so much better if we kind of got rid of the whole concept of self-love and just replaced the words, replace the word with words that allow us to make really intentional actions that add value to our lives rather than leaving it up to our own devices to interpret the vast, crazy array of options that might be next to the word self-love. Even self-faith, self-believing is better than self-love. And when I say self-believing, I'm referring to faith. But yeah, the, the, I just think the whole concept of self-love, is it's too vague, too ambiguous. And we need to become very specific about what really leads to our happiness as people. And connection is the way to do it. Healthy connection is the way to do it. So I really, really want to thank you so much. You are lovely for joining me and lovely for listening. I can't wait to chat next week. Be sure to check out the new site, www.thecozyfeminine.com. I'm going to be working on blog posts and starting to populate that. I really want to make The Cozy Feminine like the best virtual safe haven ever for us ladies out there. So I want to eventually put in recipes and artwork and, you know, product ideas. So if anyone has ideas that they think would make their experience on the Cozy Feminine so much better, do not hesitate to reach out. The best way to do it is through my Instagram, the Cozy Feminine. And I mean, you could email the Cozy Feminine at gmail.com. That's up to you. But either way, I really hope that you have a great day and a good rest of the weekend, and we will talk very soon. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.